0: Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And just a heads up that if you heard me talk in episode one about how I'm planning to interview some students, that I've got more info for you about that at the end of the show. So just keep an ear out for that. I have really, really enjoyed reading all of your feedback, talking with some of you about our last episode where I talked about my experience closing my local yoga studio. You know, honestly, when I went to send that out, I was kind of like, eh. (laughs) <laughs> is this really a good idea? Uh, but in these conversations in the past week, I really have felt even more strongly about what I shared in that episode, which is that it matters that we talk about when things go as we hope they will, but also when they don't. I think that this is really what yoga prepares us for navigating the inevitable ebbs and flows of life. And I know for sure that it's been one of the really big gifts of my own practice. So here we are, we're halfway through January, and I know some of you maybe have an intention to practice yoga more this year. And you don't know, really, I don't think I know anyone who does not have that intention. So anyone who practices yoga, I pretty much have um, had many conversations with people over the years where everybody wants to be doing more, no matter how much they're doing now. Whether they're doing a little or a lot now, there's always this desire it seems to be doing More, And I think that that is a pretty human tendency. We're often wanting to do more and more and more, no matter what it is that we're doing. So I want to talk today about how I have finally, finally over the years created a more regular yoga practice. And to kind of get this conversation started, I want to share a story that I really love and that I've heard shared by many people over the years. And it's about the poet William Stafford. And he at one point set this um, amazing goal to write a poem a day for a year. And if you've ever tried to write a poem, you might be thinking as I was the first time I heard this story like, whoa Because for me, if I wrote a poem, you know, once every half a year, that would be an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> so he has this goal. He's going to write a poem a day. And so Robert Bly, the writer, asked him how he did it. And William Stafford's answer, I lowered my standards. <laughs> how great is that? I just have to say that again. I lowered my my standards. And every time I've heard that story over the years, it's just been like clanging like a bell through my whole body. And finally, that is what I did. I lowered my standards for my own yoga practice, and I took my foot off my own neck. And it only took me 15 years to do it. (laughs) Okay, so look, I've written lots of strategies, tips over the years that have helped me to practice more regularly. And I'll link to those in the show notes for sure. So you can check them out. I hope that they'll be helpful. But what I really want to talk today about is that bigger concept, what it means to lower your standards and to not be the person guarding the cage of your own freedom. You know, I would say, and you can certainly disagree with this, but I would say that it's kind of generally agreed upon in our society that lowering your standards is not a good thing. Um, if anything, I would say it's pretty close to being seen as a shameful thing, like as though you've given up on life in some way. But I think... We have that idea because we're oversimplifying what it means to lower your standards. Because when your standards are sky high and superhuman, as I'm sure no one listening to this podcast has found to be true for them, (laughs) um, that when you lower your standards from sky high, it doesn't mean giving up on what you want. I think it might actually mean that you could potentially receive what you want, whereas when you are in this superhuman realm, it was very unlikely. But when you bring your expectations to this little place called realism, <laughs> then there's more possibility available in that space. Some of you may have heard me talk about my good friend Jennifer Loudon. She is the person who always reminds me that when we're setting expectations for ourselves, the first thing we have to do is remember that we are human newsflash right (laughs) it usually is for me um she reminds me that you know most days do not go as we plan and how true is that right like you wake up in the morning you think you know how your day is going to go and then things happen interruptions come along and these things are you know both things that we want to have happen things that we don't Um, it's not that things going not as we plan is always bad just things change and we can often not predict in what ways they're going to change Also, we don't always have or even often have as much um, time or energy or emotional bandwidth as when we made the plan for our yoga practice in the first place. But that, I have often thought that I should do everything or that I should be able to do everything. But guess what? It's not true. (laughs) I know, you're probably as shocked as I am. (laughs) Um, So my goal for a really long time was practicing yoga for 90 minutes per day, every day, no matter what, surprise, surprise, that turned out not to be realistic for me. It was just setting my standard way, 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 way too high. You know, it is a rare day indeed that the other things and people calling me would leave me that much time. And sure, I'm sure that I could wake up at 4 a.m. and get it done, but you know what? Sleep is important to me and I am okay with that. I am not going to get up at 4 a.m. to do my yoga practice. I'm just not. So after I let my foot off my neck a little bit with the whole 90-minute everyday thing, I quickly realized that, oh, maybe I could do 60 minutes five days a week, except, nope, that didn't work either. So then 30 minutes four times a week, also not working. I think you're catching my drift. For me, setting an amount of time per day or per week just does not work. I've tried it six ways to Sunday. I've tried all the different strategies, you know, writing it down, putting it on your calendar, all that kind of stuff for me, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. And you know what? Maybe it does for you, which I think is awesome. Um, But I have, you know, done enough experiments. The results are in. Ain't gonna happen, (laughs) Captain. That's a little phrase that Nick taught me uh, when we first started dating. Ain't gonna happen, Captain. So for a while, this made me feel very very discouraged. I would just think, so I'm just never gonna have a regular yoga practice, and I'm a teacher now? (laughs) Is this okay? I was just kind of waiting for somebody to come around and say, you are not a legitimate person. Get on out of here. And I had to sit with that discomfort for a while, but then I remembered that William Stafford story, and I realized that lowering my standards doesn't just mean changing the quantity of my practice, which is what I was really kind of hyper-focused on. I realized that it could also mean changing my relationship to my practice. So for so long, I kind of walked up to my practice and said, here is what you're going to be. I am deciding. And you are either going to conform to these standards and expectations, or I'm just going to toss you right on out of here. But then when I started to think about what I was doing when I was asking and mostly about how it just continued to never freaking work, I realized that maybe I could change my relationship to it and start asking some different questions instead of just making some demands. So how would it feel to practice today? What could my practice be instead of what should my practice be? And with this, you know, seemingly really small shift in intention, everything started to change. Suddenly, practicing most days felt not only possible, but natural. You know, I was having such a hard time practicing even two or three times a week when I was, you know, setting these kind of rigid demands. Suddenly, I found myself practicing most every day and without the kind of, you know, anxiety and forcing myself that I had been for so long. Because the other thing that I lowered my standard on is insisting that my yoga practice look like rigorous physical asana every single day. and asana is just yoga poses. So some days now my yoga practice is five deep breaths or 10 minutes of meditation or two restorative yoga poses. Other days my practice is more physically intense and or longer. The point isn't, what I'm doing or how long I'm doing it anymore. The point is that I invite my practice to meet me where I am and that process helps me better figure out what my needs actually are and then to meet those needs on the mat as well as off the mat and of course all of this is in contrast to when I would just say what my needs were (laughs) without actually knowing you know in the moment what they were gonna be because when I said what my needs were you know six weeks earlier of course in another six weeks time things might be really different so in this way yoga has really become an integrated part of my life rather than an albatross around my neck which is how it felt for a long time and as you can imagine that's a pretty, pretty positive shift that's happened with that um, adjustment. So I would love to know how have you, or how might you lower your own standards to invite yoga more regularly into your life? You can leave a comment on the show notes, which are at curvyyoga.com podcast, or wherever you run into this on social media, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Cause I think the more that we talk about this, the easier it is to find, your own way into it, whatever that looks like. Um, I think when we don't talk about it, it's when we feel like we're not meeting expectations or standards, whether what we assume other people have of us or our practice or just practice in general or, you know, at minimum what our own standards are. So let's share it up. Let's talk about it. All right, so I mentioned to you that I wanted to talk about this whole student interview thing. What I would really love to do, what I'm excited about, is to interview some of you who are listening. Um, I'm going to be interested in talking to you, whether you're a yoga student or a yoga teacher, because we're all students, of course, all the time. And I want to talk about your practice. So what a body affirming yoga practice means to you or has changed for you. Um, If you have a question for me, I would also be up for doing a conversation based around what that question is. So I will be accepting applications from now through Monday, January the 25th, and the link for the application is in the show notes of this episode which like I mentioned, you can find at curvyyoga.com slash podcast. Just look for episode three once you get there. And as I mentioned, so I'm calling this an application, but that's just because there's no other good word to describe it. Um, That's much more formal (laughs) than I intend for it to be. Um, What you'll be filling out is really just a way for you to tell me a little bit more about you and what you would like to discuss. So I'll be just looking for a diversity of um, questions and perspectives, when deciding um, how many student interviews I'm going to do, and I haven't, you know, made that decision at this point, I'm just going to see how it goes. So, thank you in advance for your interest and for filling out the application. I think it's going to be so powerful for all of us, um, certainly for me, to have these conversations with people about their, you know, regular lives and yoga practice and what it can mean for each person. I always find a little bit of inspiration myself whenever I hear someone's story about their yoga practice. All right, so let's close with one deep breath together. If you're able to, you could bring your hands to fold together in front of your heart. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.